So this isn't your typical intro that you might hear if you listen to this podcast. Uh, we're taking the week off this week. And the big reason is, is we have to spend eight hours trying to watch Justice League, the Snyder Cut, which is out on March 18th. The movie itself is really not eight hours. That was a joke. But the runtime, last I checked, was four hours and two minutes. So this is a very long movie. It is a lot to digest. And so we want to make sure that we give it its due. So we're going to take our time this week to watch it and dissect it. Next week's episode of The Mothership, we're going to go all in on the Snyder Cut, all four hours of the Snyder Cut. I promise you there won't be a four-hour podcast discussing this movie, but we're going to spend some time talking about it. Hopefully you may have watched it by the time our episode airs. It's out March 18th, which is a Thursday. We usually post new episodes Friday, so hopefully you can hear it. In the meantime, what we're going to do is bust out a greatest hit, which happens to be an episode from November 2017 when Brian and I watched Justice League back when it was in theaters. Remember those? They had popcorn, comfy seats, all that fun stuff, big screen. And so we dissect Justice League in its original run in theaters, and we break it all down for you. So again, next week, Justice League Snyder Cut, we're going to talk all about it. Until then, this is us talking about Justice League when it hit theaters more than three years ago. So here you go. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds, Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission? To harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms. To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, USA Today's Geek Culture Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's meet the crew. Uh, I'm Brett Molina, tech reporter. My favorite Justice League member is Green Lantern. And I'm Brian Truitt, film, uh, film critic, entertainment writer, and my favorite JL member is Batman. How do you not choose Batman? I was waiting for Booster Gold Love or something. I um, Well, yeah, Booster Gold's not bad. But you have to have Booster Gold and Blue Beetle together. But if we just go one, it's got to be Batman. Okay. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership come out every Friday. You can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts to have episodes delivered straight to your smartphone. You can also find us in any of your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, we also write a lot of stuff. You can find our work on usatoday.com. Look for us in the life and tech sections. This week... The Justice League is finally here. The DC superhero film hits theaters today, starring Batman, Wonder Woman, and the rest of the crew. Brian and I have watched and everybody it. else, <laughs> and, and the rest of the the rest of them. Uh, Brian and I have watched it. We will break it all down for you later on in the Nerd Alert. Deadpool two. We get our first look at that teaser trailer. Um, does it has it changed our thoughts at all about the movie and what we're expecting? We'll let you know. For now, let's go back to the Hall of Justice with a clip. Superman was a beacon to the world. He didn't just save people. He made them see the best parts of themselves. Oh, right. I don't recognize this world. We don't have to recognize him. We just have to save it. 
That was a clip from Justice League. It's out in theaters today. It is the latest film in the DC Cinematic Universe. It stars Ben Affleck as Batman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ezra Miller as The Flash, and Ray Fisher as Cyborg. It follows up on events from Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, uh, where we see Batman talking about assembling a group of heroes together to fight a new threat um, as they mourn the death of Superman. Spoiler alert, I'm assuming everybody's watched it by now. But anyway, uh, Brian and I have both watched it. Brian, what was your overall hot take on the movie? Um, it, it wasn't bad. I think that I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I hated Man of Steel. I liked Batman v Superman. A lot of people didn't. I loved Suicide Squad because it was bad <laughs> crazy. A lot, everybody else pretty much hated it. Um, I liked Wonder Woman. Everybody seemed to kind of like Wonder Woman more than me, but I still liked it. So, but I mean, I, you, you think of the Justice League and the backstory and how long it's taken to get this thing together and the fact that Zack Snyder left before it was done and Joss Whedon came in to rewrite, you know, re- rewrite or to write reshot scenes and to finish off the movie. So there's, you know, it could have gone wrong in many ways. But for me, I think it really works because there's a lot of good character moments and the the heroes all work together and i i i think i think you 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 kept the batman wonder woman inter- that interesting dynamic and then you kind of at, you you almost made them parents to the to these kind of rookie superheroes where you know a lot of them don't know what the hell they're doing and you know they they get recruited and aquaman really doesn't really want to come but once he figures out the kind of the new threat they face from like steppenwolf and his and his um, parademon army from Apocalypse, you know, if we, he finally sees that, you know, kind of like these guys could do some harm to Earth, you know, he comes into play and kind of, you know, every everybody comes together. And there's not a lot of punching each other. There is there is some hero on hero punching, but kind of more there, you know, a lot of people didn't like Batman v Superman because it was Batman and Superman punching each other constantly. Whereas this one, you know, kind of the conflict they have rises out of philosophical differences and ethical differences, which is kind of a more interesting storytelling thing than just kind of like, I don't like you yet. I don't like you yet. Let's punch, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, I liked it cause it felt to me like just a really good, big, dumb superhero action movie. Like there, the plot is really basic and basic, basic, <laughs> super basic. In some ways it can be a detriment to people not liking the movie. I didn't mind it so much. I feel like what I really grabbed onto that I liked the most was, yeah, the the interactions with the league together. You know, everybody interacting with each other. Um, you know, there are some fun moments. You know, there was one in particular with Flash where they're about to, you know, him and Batman and Wonder Woman are about to fight parademons and fight Steppenwolf. And he has to stop because he's like, the only reason the time I've used this power is to push people. And he's like trying to come to grips with the fact that he has to actually use this for fighting and stuff. And, you know, Batman is trying to kind of talk him down and, and kind of get him to, you know, focus on one thing. And he focuses on that thing and then he kind of gets into a groove. But it is cool seeing a lot of these newer guys like Flash and Aquaman just figure out what they can do with their abilities. And then, yeah, you have Batman and Wonder Woman kind of as these mentors. But, I mean, the best parts of the movie are them interacting together. And, and I think that's why I liked it so much was was just seeing them all kind of come together. And one particular area I liked most was Wonder Woman. I loved everything with her was badass. And clearly without Superman there, she was the powerhouse. star. She's the yeah. powerhouse. She's the star. And it's clear that, you know, they're trying to make her the leader of Justice League because she is the only one basically that you realize can go head to head 
on some level with with the main threat here. But, you know, Gal Gadot, just, uh, she's just so great as Wonder Woman. I remember mm-hmm. when we people were worried about her having the role to begin with. And now oh, I was, I was one we, of... can't, we can't picture her not being Wonder Woman now. I yeah. mean, she just carries that role so well. Not just the way she carries action scenes, but she, you know, she has this kind of regal you know, persona that she carries with her in this role that works so well. I mean, she's just so great in this role and her action sequences are all just a badass and I love everything about her and I think she was one of the big reasons why this whole dynamic works. Well, and and it's interesting too because, I mean, I don't, you know, you never know how much was done like in post-production, like how that much they knew Wonder Woman was going to hit and everything. But, you know, not only is Wonder Woman really good, but all the stuff with the Amazons is really good. Honestly, I think I like the Amazon action here better than in Wonder Woman because there's two scenes. One kind of in ancient times where where them and the Atlanteans and, 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 man, and mankind fights off. It's like thousands of years ago. They fight off Steppenwolf the first time. And then they, when Steppenwolf comes back later, it's like present day. And then they have another action scene. But they're so good. I mean, it's just like the one action scene kind of in the present day where Steppenwolf's trying to get these three mother boxes and trying to unite them. And when they unite them, like they turn they turn Earth into like a nuclear wasteland. So, and the minor spoilers here, but the the Amazons have one of the mother boxes. So they've got, they, there's like this kind of one big kind of keep away action scene where they have to get, we have to like escape from, from Steppenwolf and his goons. That was awesome. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. And you're like, and there's some scenes where you're just like one of the Amazons like holds up a effing door, like stone door so that people can get out. I mean, it's just some really great action with, with the, with those, with those characters who you know, and Wonder Woman, they weren't they were kind of short shrifted a little bit because we only saw saw them a little bit at the at the beginning, but then quickly got into the World War One stuff. But in Justice League, you know, they get a chance to shine in a really kind of cool way. I think if anything, Wonder Woman, what Wonder Woman has taught me is that I want a lot less Batman now, which is Batman takes its back seat half the time. He movie. does, I, but you know what's funny? I don't think it's enough of a back seat. I I think it's just because I think Wonder Woman is so cool. I just want more Wonder Woman and a lot less Batman. And I feel like we've gotten so much Batman of late that I'm okay. I, I'm glad that they were smart enough to put her in the front and kind of push Batman back a little bit. And, you know, it. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot more of Wonder Woman and how she's going to be involved with the second movie. And then also you're obviously going to have a Justice League sequel. And Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 2. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot there. So it's just... Again, she she was fantastic. Everything with the Amazons was great. Um, Brian, what was your big thing that you liked most? Uh, there's there's a lot of things I liked the most. One is kind of spoiler heavy, so I I won't I won't get into it. But probably my second most favorite thing is the Flash. Because um, when I you know when I heard heard Justice League and that they're not going to use the Flash Green Green Arrow from the TV show, which we kind of all gotten used to, I'm like, well, why don't you use the the TV people? Because then you can all make it a big universe. And then they cast Ezra Miller as a Flash, and Ezra Miller is a, a good enough actor. But I'm like, I don't know if I'd dig him as Barry Allen. But he's great because he's just like he's weird and jittery, and like doesn't like and like you said, kind of he doesn't know how to ba- do battle, and he like he just freaks out like in the moment. And it's just it's he's kind of the eyes eyes the audience in a lot of ways because he's he's fresh faced and kind of seeing everything for the first time. I mean, the first person he meets is Batman as Bruce Wayne. And then, you know, he quickly learns, you know, he's Batman and, you know, this very big world in front of him. But he's he's just really kind of cool and he's fun. I mean, he's, he's, he's he is the comic relief, but he's not like 
goofy. It's like it's kind of silly and but funny. You know, it's 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 all relatable. It's nothing like like out of left field or something. You get the sense the way he delivered that performance that his brain is moving a million miles a second mm-hmm. too. Exactly. So he's got so many thoughts to process that he's having a hard time putting it all together. There was one funny scene too. He talks about how because he's so fast, he has a high metabolism, so he's eating like a, <laughs> an entire pizza. <laughs> he's eating pizza. And he's like always hungry. Yeah. He's like, yeah. They call me they what was it? They call me a snack hole, like a black hole, but a snack <laughs> yeah. hole because I just eat nonstop. <laughs> um, yeah, he was great. Jason Momoa was really good too as Aquaman. He was kind of big bro like. You know he made yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of broisms that he's doing. Yeah, he's like kind of the bro hero, but um, he also makes me think he'd be like a really good metal singer the way he carries himself. But um, yeah. I and again we get it. Like Aquaman's supposed to be really super cool, but um, no, I thought he was cool too. There's a really funny scene too with him and the rest of the league like midway through. That's that's fantastic. That mm-hmm. really works. Um, but who do you like? I I I mean definitely Wonder Woman. I think you know. I, I I liked Aquaman too. I mean, the one that I wasn't too sure about was Cyborg. Um, I feel like I feel like probably if anybody got the most left on the cutting room, it was probably Cyborg because there's a lot of Aquaman stuff that they you know kind of we only see Mara like Amber Heard's character in one scene, but we but he's got a whole solo movie, so there's going to be like time to check up on him. But there's no there's no Cyborg movie like on the docket right now, and I feel like there's a lot of stuff that like was kind of cool with that character. That they're just like, okay, we got to keep this at two two hours. We're gonna we're gonna put it away. Yeah, I wish they leaned more towards cyborg as person versus cyborg as tool for mm-hmm. helping the rest of the league do stuff. So, I think that's where they could have done more. Because he's Frankenstein's monster, but because yeah. he's like, because he, he he was an accident. He didn't, you know, he was he almost died. He didn't. He he probably wished he would have died because his his father takes a mother box and makes him like kind of this cyborg yeah and like he doesn't know what he you know how to live anymore so there's a lot of interesting kind of like not only ethical questions but just kind of like behavioral stuff and psychological stuff you could do with that character that you know you just don't have enough time to do because you got you know five slash six heroes to deal with here and his view of what his abilities are very different from what other people see them as so Mm -hmm. that's there's that conflict there too um let's get to the big thing that we did not like at all which was steppenwolf Mm-hmm. Um, Stepping doof. This type of class of superhero team does not deserve a villain like this. It was just, I felt like it's just like a couple steps below where their their level. Um, what did you think of Steppenwolf? I, I did not like him. Um, I think this all goes back to like you know DC's DC's like rivalry with Marvel. They've got to like Marvel has a whole like thing leading to Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War and all that kind of stuff. It's taken them like. 16, 17 movies to do this, though. DC wants to bring out his cosmic villain, which is Darkseid. They don't have 16 movies to introduce Darkseid no. and Apocalypse and the new gods. They got to shoehorn everything in. So, you know, we saw, like, the Omega symbol, and we saw Parademons and Batman v Superman, which, you know, is very tied to, like, the kind of the fourth world mythology. And now we have Steppenwolf, who's one of, like, Darkseid's minions. You know, I think he mentions Darkseid once. It's not. It's not like yeah. they're like teasing him the whole time, but it's just like anybody who knows these comics and stories is like, oh, this is all heading towards Dark Side, right? But it's just like you play. It's 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 not time. It's you know you're you're throwing a a, a cosmic threat at them, and they're just kind of getting used to each other. So I feel like it didn't quite work in the storytelling sense, and just from a practical sense, he looks stupid. 
Oh, he, yeah. yeah, he's terrible. And I think this is the biggest problem. I mean, you know, you, you, you could argue that there's a lot of problems with the DC movies. But the biggest problem is CGI villains. Doomsday, terrible. <laughs> um, Ares was the worst, very worst part of, of Wonder Woman and just, like, ruined the third act of that movie. Like, holy. And, and Steppenwolf is just a little bit, maybe a little bit better than those two, but he's still terrible. And it's just, like, it doesn't work. And C.R. and Hines does the voice. And that really kind of, like, doesn't work either. So and nothing, nothing really works with that. He almost had a campy Power Ranger villain vibe to him. It was just weird. He was just like felt like a yeah. weird generic supernatural villain. My bigger issue is who the hell's going to know what Steppen- who Steppenwolf is outside of a DC Comics reader? Like my first thought was how many people are going to come into this and be like Steppenwolf like the band? Mm-hmm. Like how do you not that's the first thing that's probably going to pop into a lot of people's minds who have never followed this stuff. So that was my big concern. You're throwing this no-name villain at like Batman and Wonder Woman and these like high-profile names. I feel like they needed like a higher profile villain in the mix. Mm-hmm. Plus it gets to the plot thing where it's like it's just a very straightforward I'm cons- getting all these mother boxes together for power so I can destroy the earth or whatever. And yeah. just, you know, I don't know. I felt like Justice League is better than that, but um it get, you mentioned the CG and this gets to my next point. Spoiler alert. Obviously, this is out there, but just to con- just- Henry Cavill's in this movie. Yes, we, we know Henry Cavill's in yes. this movie. Yes, there is, um, and that gets to my big thing that I didn't like, which is Henry Cavill's face. He's a handsome man. It's not about that. It's about the way you will notice that when he talks in the movie, in some points, it does not look like a normal human being talking. Um, Brian should probably explain this better because it has to do with this the fact- is part of the backstory. Yes, they had to do a bunch of the Justice League reshoots with Joss Whedon. He was filming a a role for Mission Impossible Six with Tom Tom Cruise. We don't know anything about that 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 role, other than he has a mustache, and he could not shave the mustache for Justice League. So what they had to do was was put little things on the mustache and then digitally erase it out, and it looks weird. It looks like someone took like Henry, I, 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 well, oh, I'm sorry go ahead it looks like someone took Henry Cavill's face cut a hole around the mouth and put someone else's mouth in and it's like a different mouth and it moves really weird and like when you have dogs and you put like people's <laughs> mouths with yeah, them. it, it kind of <laughs> is and it's it's hard not to notice and the screening I went to a couple of people would laugh when he would talk and you could tell why because it just you can tell you can tell when it was a reshoot versus when it was a CGI thing with his mouth because you can't not see it. It's hard not to notice. Um, and it was bugging me the whole movie. And again, it, I still had fun with the movie. It wasn't like... I, he doesn't have bad face the whole movie. No, it's not like I walked out like I can't do this, yeah. but it's it's definitely... You'll notice it when you when it gets there. What amazes me is we've made all these advancements in, in cinema and special effects technology. We have Gollum. We have so many, like, cool, like, digital creatures, like, in Star Wars and stuff. We can't get rid of a mustache? I know. For one a, dude's mustache. For what is probably your, one of your most important movies, Justice League. You would think you would... Like, spend a couple thousand dollars and, like... Yeah. Do it better? I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, obviously, we're getting more DC movies. We're obviously going to get a Justice League sequel. Um, I don't think that's a secret. So the question for us is, what do we want in the next movie? Um, what do you want, Brett? Green Lantern. I want Green Lantern badly. I'm surprised Green Lantern didn't show up. I'm kind of surprised, too. Well, he kind of, there, is, there, is, there is one little moment that eagle-eyed viewers will see something kind of connected. Yes. To, to it. The Green Lantern core. 
they need to get Green Lantern in the in this soon. I, I yeah, have to get Green Lantern, um, because he's just awesome. And I think hopefully they get the CG right and make that work because that's that I think it's more important with him than probably any of the other heroes doing what you need to do with the ring. But yeah, I need Green Lantern. We got to get Green Lantern in there. Uh, Brian, what's your pick? Um, I think I I liked a lot of the supporting characters like like. Commissioner Gordon, we we met for the first time, but we didn't get enough of him. Played by J.K. Simmons, I mentioned Mara, who's Amber Heard, played by Amber Heard, and that's kind of um, Aquaman's love interest. But again, she'll play she'll play a role in the Aquaman solo movie. Commissioner Gordon, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bet is gonna be a major part of Matt Reeves's Batman movie when he gets around to it. And then Lois Lane shows up in this, an interesting role. But I think I think using more and more of the supporting characters, you get to see different parts of. The heroes you get to see, like, because you get to see in a lot of scenes in this movie because of the interaction, like, like we, like, like we've talked about, how they how they deal with each other, but they they don't, you know, they're still getting to know each other, so you don't get all of them, and you you start to get like the the cracks in the wall and and everything else when you when you put them around other supporting characters, like Batman doesn't treat Gordon the same like he treats Flash, so you get to see different parts of characters that are really kind of neat, um, but. Uh, it does set up for like okay, well, they're, you know, they're gonna go, they might go on another recruitment drive at some point, and I would like to see them kind of like make a left field choice and like bring in, like a new member doesn't seem like they fit, like maybe somebody from Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. to like to be kind of like the weird, um, fly in the ointment of like their their team dynamic and have to like and and it's something the comics comics have done recently. I think Killer Frost is like in the Justice League of America. Um, so, I mean, it's it, they've done it before in comics, and I think it would be like, kind of cool in a movie to be like, okay, well, this team dynamic doesn't work now, and they have to like kind of relearn how to, how to play well together. All right, listeners, it's your turn. Uh, let us know what you think. Are you going to see Justice League? Have you watched Justice League? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Let us know on Twitter. Use the hashtag The Mothership. Uh, you can hit us up directly. I'm at BrettMolina23. I'm at Brian Truitt. You can also hit uh, Kelly Lawler, who's at KLaw. She's seen the movie, too. And she's not here this week, we miss her, but um, let us know what you think. Uh, Let's move on to the Nerd Alert. We will start with a clip. Hello there. Welcome back. I'm glad you could join me today. Let's just dive right in and run all the colors across the screen that you'll need to paint along with me. I have my regular old canvas here, wet and ready to go. Now, let's grab our trusty two-inch brush. Mm -hmm. We're going to get a little dab of our yellow snow here. We're going to mix that with just another little dab of our Betty White. Now, let's just dance in a happy little sky. And remember, this is your world. You get to make and break the rules here. That was the first teaser for Deadpool 2. It is the sequel to last year's surprise hit and almost Oscar nominee Deadpool. Um, That was a fun time, by the way. Uh, (laughs) You've got new characters like Cable and Domino joining Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus on another what is obviously going to be a crazy adventure. Uh, Brian, what did you think? Uh, where do I even start? Um, <laughs> so the teaser is like a minute or so of Deadpool acting like Bob Ross. Yes. And painting. Things. It's insane. So, okay, it's kind of funny. Kind of pointless, too, but I think that's kind of the point in a way. Um, and then, and then, so you do in the like the like back half of it, thirty seconds of like montagey like stuff. Like you said, you kind of see new characters we haven't seen before. You see a lot of kind of like um, slapstick stuff, a lot of him 
like blowing up, you know, blowing up stuff, a lot of violence, you know, real quick kind of hit stuff. So it doesn't, I still have a lot of concerns about this movie because they've lost their director from the first movie, Tim Miller. Um, the guy who did John Wick 2 is now doing, David Leach is now doing this movie. So the action probably still should be good, but I feel like Tim Miller's like kind of almost the visionary on the rise a little bit. So I, I feel like, there isn't going to be that continuity between between filmmakers, um, and I just think it's going to be like the the first movie. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I think it kind of it did a lot of the breaking the fourth wall stuff, and it did a lot of the silly stuff. But still, there was like a heart at the at the heart of it. And but I, I but I feel like this is going to just be all silly all the time. And I don't think that's the point. They should have. I don't think that's what they should have gotten as a lesson from that first movie. Mm-hmm. So this is a description I got from the YouTube page. Um, yeah, read it in full, please. Yeah. After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Mayberry's hottest bartender while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. It, I mean, the whole thing's insane. The whole trailer. I would insane. watch that movie, though. I totally would watch that movie. Um, but I, lo- I mean, I, I, love, I love that they're leaning into this because, you know, I think they're trying really hard not to be like every other superhero movie, which I love. But, you know, like you said, you got to be careful because you could get too far and too crazy and then it just becomes like a mess. And um, but that's where characters like Cable and Domino come in. And I'm curious to see how they really blend in. You know, you got kind of I think like a second or two snippet of Cable's hand mm-hmm. um, near the end. And you saw like a, 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 a glimpse of Domino. Yeah. So I'm going to be interested to see how they play into this. And maybe they are kind of the the straight characters to the zany craziness of Deadpool um, so I think that'll be a play a big role I think Josh Brolin looks cool in that get up considering how he looks in the comic books um, but yeah I, th- I I think depending on how they rope those two in that'll determine whether you know how far and how nuts you know Deadpool 2 is mm-hmm. we'll I, I, yeah I, I kind of wonder what story they're going to tell or if, is it even going to be a story or is it just going to be like a whole bunch of like slapstick episodes, all kind of like thrown into into one thing. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole like it's like just action. It's like action sequence, silly stuff that leads to the next action sequence. You know, and rinse and repeat. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll know more. I think it's out next year. So June, June, June next year. Yeah. Um, well, we'll stop there. That'll do it for this week. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Special thanks to our producer Shannon Green. Uh, If you like what you heard today and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you should subscribe to The Mothership on Apple Podcasts. If there's a movie, TV show, video game that you really want us to talk about, uh, let us know by leaving us a review. If you leave us a five-star review, uh, not only are you awesome, but we will give you a shout-out in the next episode. Quick programming note. Next week is Thanksgiving, so The Mothership is going to stuff our faces with turkey and all that other good stuff. New episode will be back on December 1st. Until then, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of turkey. Enjoy yourselves. Nerds out. Later. Martha. 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 (laughs) At least there was not any Martha in this movie. Oh, I had I had money that there would be like ten Martha. Everyone's everyone's every hero is going to have a mother named Martha, even Wonder Woman. Like it would translate to Greek or Amazonian for Martha <laughs> at some point. And like Victor Stone, Victor Stone's mom just happens to be named Martha. Yeah. Um, if you're still here, 
Welcome to Mothership After Hours. Thank you for being here. We are taking the Mothership to Spoiler Town. Um, a friendly reminder, if you have never been to Spoiler Town, uh, we are going to talk about big stuff related to Justice League. If you haven't seen the movie, just hit stop on your player, watch the movie, and then come back and hit play again, and you can listen to us talk about it. Uh, the first place we'll go to is the post credit scenes. There were two of them. One that was fun. The second is pretty important. Let's really let's really quickly do the fun one, and then we'll jump right to the super important one. So the fun one was Superman's back. Yes. Spoiler alert: He's alive. <laughs> he's alive. <laughs> um, but the it was funny because it built up to something that comic book fans love, which is Flash and Superman racing, and they're going to race um, just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Uh, I forget what this. I think the stakes were if Flash won, he got to tell everybody about it, and then if Superman won, he had to treat everybody to brunch. I think. Was yeah, because like go. Yeah, because like the Flash has like a like a head problem with brunch because he doesn't understand it. Yeah, he's not breakfast or lunch. Yeah, so you know he, he was like, oh well, that's a betrayal for Batman because he explained this to Batman. So there's a very funny sequence, but it's basically them getting ready to race each other, which is fantastic. Um. The second more important scene is at the very, very end. Um, Brian, set the table for us. So so we get to see, I, th- I think it's Arkham. I think it's Arkham that they go to. And they go to find, and like there's some guard running around and they, they he's like poking in to see uh, Lex Luthor because there's like some dude with whose ba- who's back is to the camera. And so you're like, okay, well, it's got to be Lex Luthor because he's supposed to be in Arkham and that's the last time we saw him, Batman putting him there. So then he turns around, and it's not Lex Luthor; it's some other random ball dude. So then cut to like, like a yacht in the harbor, probably Gotham Harbor or something. And there's Lex Luthor. There's um, what's his face? Lex, uh, Je- Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yes, Jesse Eisenberg. Um, as Lex Luthor. But the fun thing is, he's dressed in like the stuff that that Gene Hackman wore as Lex Luthor, and I believe it was the first Superman movie in yep. '78 Superman. Um, which is kind of a cool callback. So he's sitting on he's sitting on his yacht with like a bunch of ladies around him, and then Deathstroke appears, played by Joe Manganiello. Um, he was supposed to have been in the the solo Batman movie. We don't know about that yet, but he apparently still is going to play in a, a role in this universe. So he rolls up on the yacht. They they talk about some things, and it's and it's uh, it's apparent that like Lex knows that Batman Wonder Woman have been on the recruitment trail and he said and he tells Deathstroke you know it's time for us to have a league of our own so it sets up at the Injustice League for a sequel I think if he had said Legion Legion of our own I would have been like oh I, my god I yes or like a Legion of Doom Le- I would have like Doom, yeah. I would have squeed like a girl that would have been awesome yes. I was I was hoping he would say it but he said League instead I'm like alright fine but. Yeah, and Justice League is fine I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, just I'll don't laugh. call them League of Doom they have to be Legion of Doom can't yeah People would people would riot. And, well, I, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to assume would. <laughs> they would. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. So, but I want to see that movie. Honestly, I would have rather seen that movie than this. You know, in terms of like, I, I liked all the character interactions, everybody getting together, yay team. But I would have much rather seen like them take on. I mean, I, I and I think we. It doesn't make sense for them because we don't. We don't have a Black Manta yet. He's gonna. He's gonna come up in the new Aquaman movie. Um, there is no Cheetah yet. Um, we don't have Captain Cold or any of the Flash rogues. I mean, we have Captain Boomerang, but he's off He's off at Belle Reve with the rest of the Suicide Squad. So they're quite, they, they couldn't really have done a Justice League yet, 
So I guess they had to like go the dark side route and then do something kind of more tangible and kind of grounded for a sequel. But again, for as a comic book nerd, that's the stuff I want to see is like yeah. each you know each of their rivals kind of coming together to form their own Legion of Doom and then them knocking heads. Exactly. So who's the one character you want most? Oh, Black Manta. And I mean, <laughs> but it's obviously they're setting up because I mean he's 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 Aquaman's arch rival. Um, but he's just a badass character in the comics. So I, I feel like, and I don't know if they're going to do him right with the big, you know, scuba, scuba, you know, head mask, <laughs> yep. you know, thing. And, you know, how, and like the big trident, like, and how vicious he is. But it's just like, I think that's a, that's a character that would look awesome on in a movie. And I feel like, you know, that then, you know, I don't like Deathstroke. I don't, I'm not, you know, because, uh, you know, he's on Arrow too. Yeah, so I, yeah I, like, I had the same problem. I had yeah, the same problem. I'm, I'm, I don't love it. I mean, if you're going to take, take a Batman villain, there's quite a, quite a bit more you could choose from. There's Joker sitting out there. Well, you, uh, yeah. You use. Um, so Deathstroke's not, wouldn't be my first choice. But if you're going to have Deathstroke and Lex Luthor, Black Manta makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm sta- I'm staying with Lantern Corps because I want Sinestro. We don't have any Green Lantern. No, yet, we need Green sure. Lantern. No, I don't care. I don't care. You got to get Sinestro. I want I want all Lantern Corps. Get Green Lantern in there. Get Sinestro in there. Um, now, do you bring back Mark Strong as Sinestro from the Green La- from the Green Lantern movie, or do you bring do you, you cast another? No, Sinestro? no, you rinse yourself clean of that whole experience. I wonder if they haven't yet. I'm I, I'm wondering yeah. if that's why they haven't like pulled a trigger on a new Green Lantern. Maybe, maybe because they think they're going to just pay Ryan Reynolds up. No, you know what uh, kind of money? No, I don't. I, you know, they, we move somebody's on. thinking that. Somebody's thinking that. Honestly, you know, I wouldn't mind a John Stewart Green Lantern. Well, I so I've heard, I've heard that when they do, it's going to be a Green Lantern Corps movie. Yeah, and John, it's going to be John. It's going to be like two main lanterns. So probably John Stewart and a new Hal Jordan, or like Kyle Rayner and John Stewart, or like Guy Gardner and John Stewart. I feel like they have to have a John Stewart. I agree. Yeah, but but I think you know. If they do, if they if they haven't rinsed themselves a Green Lantern, I mean, because we saw that Marvel do this with with Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk was like this just thing that like was just sitting out there, and they were like, oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna take this for ourselves, and it's it it's been it's been a part of the cinematic universe for the whole time. So I feel like they still might pull that pull the trigger on that. So now we have Suicide Squad too. Um, how much of how, how much of that team gets pulled into this new? Evil League for the next movie. Do you think? Well, and it's interesting. So, so like, they, do, is this an opportunity to bring Harley and Joker and some of those characters? I back? would think so. I mean, I they they recently had a thing in, in the comics, a Justice League versus Squad, Suicide Squad, like mini event that was really neat, and and how they did it. So you're like, oh well, I mean, they must be thinking about this for the movies too, but they might not. I mean, I think I think because they've already kind of made the squad kind of antiheroes. So I think you could have them get involved with like a just League versus Legion of Doom SmackDown or something, and like the squad is like the third party that that has to like help out one of them, or maybe that splits them apart. Who knows? Um, starting to sound like Infinity War for God's sake, <laughs> but um, I, I I don't think I don't think maybe they recruit somebody to be in the Legion of Doom like De- like Deadshot or somebody, but I don't I don't think you have. I think if you go the Injustice League route, I don't think you have Suicide Squad like be pulled into that. I think you have little pieces of it, maybe split apart. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Uh, okay, we're done for real this time. Thanks for joining us. Later. See you next week. Nerds out. Up, for up real. and away. Martha. <laughs>